Hello, everyone. Welcome to the episode number 24 of the BRM Brownback series. I'm your host, Suresh GP. And today, I have an esteemed guest who is Amy Mercero Cooper joining us for the Business Relationship Management Practitioner Talk. Amy was raised as an IT logistician who grew into IT portfolio director and evolved into a senior business relationship manager with a passion in value outcomes, a strategist with a nurturing side who sees potential everywhere. Amy has got a long career of public services, starting with various departments of defense, department of treasury, veteran affairs. Her roles have included national symmetry, administration, product support director, veteran health administration, and so on. And currently, Amy is the senior business relationship manager for the Department of Defense, assisting in maturing BRM capabilities within the corporate portfolio. Thank you so much, Amy, for taking your time today and being with us. I hope you're doing well and staying safe. Thank you, Suresh. Happy to be here. Awesome. So we're going to get this kick started. Um, first of all, congratulations on to be named as one of the top 2023 BRMs. So can you tell our viewers what does it mean to become one of the top 2023 BRMs? Well, first, Suresh, congratulations to you as well for being one of the top BRMs for 2023. Um, I was honored to be nominated by um, folks from my former organization and my current organization. Uh, our community, our BRM community is made up of many talented, professional and dedicated individuals who really believe in the value of a BRM to their organizations. Uh, to be recognized as a top BRM is incredibly humbling given the great talent in our community. And I am grateful. Yeah, awesome. So in terms of, um, I know that you were mentioning about moving between organizations recently. Can you talk a little bit about your transition and what's been that experience moving from one organization to another organization? Sure. Um, I recently moved between agencies in the federal government. The agency I was in had a mature BRM uh, cadre of folks and capabilities. Um, I would say it was at a level four, the trusted advisor, level four maturity level, BRM maturity level. Um, and a robust contingent, really, of trained and experienced BRMs with flawless uh, BRM DNA. Um, if you're familiar with the BRM Institute's BRM DNA stands for development nurture and advance, which includes right. the six BRM competencies. Um, the six BRM competencies uh, include things like powerful communication, provider domain, business IQ, etc. Um, I was offered an opportunity to accept a role in another federal government agency to, to stand up a BRM capability. Sure. Um, this organization maturity was at a level one ad hoc. Uh, you know, they worked in loudest in first out, uh, you know, not really um, mature, but at a level one. Right. And I was excited to accept this position uh, to build BRM capabilities. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I utilized what I learned in the level four organization I just moved from. Um, just an amazing organization. Uh, and it's been an amazing journey so far. And uh, we are seeing great gains and opportunities. I would say in the last six months um, that the organization has moved to level two. Um, order taker. So really exciting, uh, you know, taking on that role and, and building that uh, BRM capability. 
Thanks, thanks for sharing with me because you said that if an organization after you've been at a level of trusted advisor to come there and start from scratch is always a, um, a different experience altogether, right? It comes with own uh, rights. So for viewers who are currently and for viewers who know us, we've been talking about the, the five-step maturity model where we start with ad hoc at level one. We have an order taker, service provider, trusted advisor and strategic partner. What would be your advice um, for a business relationship manager uh, who's building the capability from level one? Because the first step is the one of the most difficult steps to move forward. So how do you see that? Uh, what are the things that you would advise from your experience now by implementing the capability from right now, uh, from ad hoc to order taker? What does it take us to move that, uh, shift the needle? Right. Uh, good question. So to, I, I think um, in my experience during this BRM um, role, uh, to be successful, you need, you know, leadership support and ad advocacy. I found that entering the new role, I was uh, pleased to get really strong leadership support with my immediate director and supervisor, and also with my organization's CIO leadership. Right. I, you know, I, I recently read a quote from APM International, which found that organizations without active and engaged business relationship managers have 75% of their IT projects fail to wow. deliver the original benefit. And, and that really is a powerful statement. Um, this alone, I think, helps to build the business case for the value of a BRM. It could be as simple as uh, what could it hurt to try a different way um, and, and uh, exploring BRMs to help achieve uh, benefits for your IT delivery solutions. Um, I, I, I think when you do try that different way, you can show value of a BRM um, and what the BRM can bring to an organization. Um, I mentioned advocacy and I think advocacy, advocacy can come from different stakeholders. Uh, in my instance, or in this instant, it, it, instance, it came from the business partners I was supporting. You know, when you work in IT or in this field long enough, you gain the business acumen in areas that tend to have a baseline business function framework, um, right. such as legal, you know, financial management, contracts, supply chain, things like that. Um, for example, in the legal field, it's amazing how much you can connect with your organization's legal team and lawyers uh, when you understand EDRM, which stands for Electronic Discovery Reference Model. And that's the standards and um, the standard that they use. And, the, and when you understand that and the IT capabilities that are su support it, um, they, they, they um, are so happy to be working with somebody who understands that. Um, and, and for me, working with my new organization's legal team, I was able to understand the requirements and translate it so IT understood uh, the EDRM model um, and quickly made the uh, business partners an advocate and the value of a BRM. So I, I believe that, um, again, leadership and advocacy will make you um, very successful. Um, BRMs don't need to be experts in all things, however. There, there tends to be disconnects in language and taxonomy between stakeholders. BRMs gain the understanding of all the taxonomy of IT service providers and business partners and can negotiate and educate stakeholders to successful outcomes in IT service you know, delivery. So I believe that's, that's the most important thing to be successful when you're moving from uh, one maturity, like, like we talked about, right? Suresh, right. level one to level two. 
I like the way that you talked about a couple of key things about leadership, right? Uh, I always believe that BRMs are automatically leaders. You don't need to be designated as a title mm-hmm. called leaders, but you take charge. Anybody who takes charge becomes leaders. The other part is also about uh, advocacy. We are not just waiting for someone to give us orders. We are trying to take that uh, step, move forward and see what can I help? What can I support my business partners to add more value so that uh, they uh, sometimes don't um, ask for help, you know, uh, kind of learned helplessness. So you, you, you're kind of making that shift towards asking them. Um, I think there's an implicit need. We should probably need to go there and help that. And also, additionally, as you rightly said, the biggest problem, and when I talk with a lot of the uh, business partners, they say that IT does not speak the language of the business. So Correct. if you are part of the BRM, you also need to have familiarity of the all the taxonomy and terminologies that you're using in. And that's a common uh, vocabulary and a verbatim that we can kind of play all around. That's why if you look at BRM Institute, stresses enough amount of the vocabulary that you use, because that's so powerful. Uh, languages can move mountains, and that's also precisely because we all talk the same language. So in that particular perspective, do you have any additional insights of how do you bring in that common terminology or taxonomy across this whole value chain? Is there anything that you did to educate the business partners, the BRMs throughout this whole journey? That's a great question. Um, yes. So moving to... Um... <laughs> Moving to what the level four organization to the level, uh, you know, one organization, um, I, I did meet with all the business partners that I was assigned to support, like legal. So we'll stay with that uh, example, and um, really just talk to them. And uh, what I did was take the, um, as we mentioned, like the EDRM model, and said, "Hey, this is the EDRM model. Why don't you walk me through how you?" Um, how you make this uh, business process in your organization work for you today. And I'll, I'll talk to you about my experience in other organizations and how they made this process work for you. Um, and as I was doing that, I, I would catch up on key phrases or key um, taxonomy that they used and documented it right away um, so that we were all speaking the same language. And then I just built a really nice, I mean, pictures speak a thousand words, right? So I just made a really quick um, uh, slide that had a graphic that explained um, how they were, how that uh, legal team, legal affairs was working with their current EDR model and where the gaps were in IT capabilities um, to help produce that roadmap that, you know, is one of our key items as BRMs. Um, and that that uh, simple graphic has grown um, legs, right? Everybody uses it to educate um, everyone on what um, the EDR model is um, and what how it relates to IT and how it relates to our legal team. So it's it's that um, <laughs> it's that orchestrate and connect um, and, and really just talking um, it out with the business partner. It's key to um, getting uh, taxonomy standardized and, and educated just across all of the, you know, the three areas, the, the business partner, the service provider, um, you know, and, and, uh, and IT in general. Sure. Great. Um, in terms of, you know, a lot of time our viewers who are listening to our BRM Brownback sessions are really aspirants who want to know a lot more from people with real world experience. And uh, from your perspective, Amy, uh, what are some of your um, what are some of the practical applications and tools uh, 
that you would advise in building BRM capabilities, right? I mean, um, the world is now known as we move towards a relationship-centered organization. We are moving away from being just a role, a discipline to a capability. And But a lot of people want to know, is there a kind of accelerated tools, um, capabilities that I can just play around to move things faster? Because uh, everybody is running short of time. So what would be your advice to people from a practicality of tools, capabilities, processes, and applications to advance the BRM capability? Oh, right. Good question. Um, I would start with three basic things. Um, you know, uh, they, they might sound very basic, but I think they're key to being successful, especially if you're coming one in as a new BRM, or in my case, helping to stand up um, the capability in an organization. And, and number one is training and certification. Uh, saying you're a business relationship manager, I don't think is enough. Um, I do think that a lot of people come with uh, uh, the knowledge, skills, and abilities. Sure. Um, but those knowledge, skills, and abilities I gained started with taking the certification classes, you know, getting my BRMP, completing my CBRM. And now I am looking towards the, the master BRM. But I gained valuable tools to how best to posture myself as a value-added BRM to my organization and putting what I've learned in those uh, certification and classes into practice. It really gave me insight in what works best in different situations because right. it's, it's, a, it's a great training. It's scenario-based. And you walk away with this toolkit and tool sets out of the um, training that uh, I have used um, quite uh, frequently, um, especially now in the new organization, uh, to put in practice. So, so I think that's number one, right? Training and certification. I highly recommend that that is something an organization looks into, even if it's, you know, looking at um, your BRMP for your BRMs first. Um, I think the second thing is, uh, which I thought was, was key, and in my instance, is conducting a business relationship maturity assessment. Um, of your organization with your assigned business partners um, and, and the IT organization. Um, in this situation that I'm in right now, building a BRM capability, uh, my purpose was to understand the organization's maturity level and create a plan of action uh, to get from level one to level two and, and so on. Um, there's such great detail and guidance in the CRM guidebook that you get in certification to help execute an assessment. And in fact, um, one of my instructors that I had gave us a really great uh, template to use as well during the training. And I dusted that off and, and utilized that. Um, it, you know, in, in my situation, the plan of action that we executed resulted in needing a formal process for demand management uh, from intake to you know, prioritization and then some governance. Um, and that would allowed us to get from, you know, the, the loudest, uh, you know, was, you know, level one getting results to getting going from reactive to proactive in strategic planning. Um, and that that was uh, key. So luck, you know, we have seen a lot of gains and results, but you know, me coming in saying, you know, Amy did this is not true, right? Me, what, what, what was accomplished was um, I took all of the lessons that I learned in um, training and applied those um, in, in this situation. And I could not have done that without going to the training and getting the tools and having the BRM guidebook to do it with. So I highly, highly recommend that. Um, so 
I think the third thing, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just thinking that it's it's a good point that you mentioned about training and certification. And you also said you moved on from BRMP to CBRM to moving towards an MBRM. Now, I'm looking at and saying that, you know, I achieved my status of master BRM. Uh, oh, congratulations. A couple, year, a couple of years before. And and I, and I see there's huge value, right? Because you're not just talking about training and certification, top solutions provides training and certifications on BRM, CPRM, um, and, 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 and helping and coaching and mentoring with people. But what has happened is because we have a lot of experience, as you rightly said, to implement something in real action, people come for guidance, right? You can read all the best books on the earth, including the business relationship management body of knowledge, but if you're not applying it into the context, then it becomes problem. And, and, and what I loved about it is that you took action to look at the assessment part because the proof is really in the pudding. Right. Because right. if you don't really understand where you are, then you do not know where you want to go for. Right. So that part is also something people should understand. It's not a fault finding exercises. What I've seen, Amy, is a lot of times when we do this assessment, people get jittery about it. They say, why are we assessing the maturity of the IT um, uh, or BRMs uh, by the business partner? Am I, am I not doing a good job? So I think it's very important to set the clear expectations of what's the value of the assessment and why this is needed to, to make people all understand on that. And that's what I was trying to think about as you talked about. It resonated very well. That's very important. But go ahead on the third one. That you well, want. let me, if you don't mind, I'll follow up. And, sure. and really when I mentioned the purpose of my assessment when we did it, um, that's key, like you said, right? It's, it's understanding the purpose of why you're doing it. And then you can uh, communicate that with all of your stakeholders. And the way that I, you know, and so this is dovetails into number three, and the way that I approached it was less around assessing their maturity, right? Where you are, business partner, service provider, IT, but I'm assessing where the, we are right. um, in, in being business relationship managers and where we need to focus and build our um build up our capability and support, you know, the roadmaps and, and moving up to being more strategic um, rather than order takers. And when I approached it that way, um, they were more inclined to talk to me about that because it, it, it really made them feel as if they were helping me and not me helping them. Right. And so that, that goes to number three. And, and, and it, it's, it's, very, it's as simple as check your ego. And not to sound trite here, but this one is very, very important. Right. Um, I don't think ego is bad, um, just that you need to keep it in checks. Right. Uh, BRMs can become ineffective if they allow their ego to give them that tunnel vision, blocking them from really building strong relationships. Ego can prevent learning opportunities. Um, so, for example, if you swallowed your pride and entered into a difficult conversation with somebody that you might not get along with without putting up defenses, imagine what you can learn or improve with that important relationship. And, and I think that's key is that, um, you know, realizing that, you know, checking your ego, uh, going in with no expectations, you know, and, and being very open and having the... Um, the, the emotional intelligence to uh, really pay attention to what your, bus your, your business partners, your service providers, your IT team uh, issues and, and, and uh, really just their pain points are, um, makes you highly effective as a BRM. Um, I, I will say that 
when I talk to my business partners, uh, I have heard them say like, well, wow, you, you, you must feel like you're our psychiatrist because all you've done is listen to us complain about our pain points. And, um, you know, my, my response to that is absolutely not. That's my job, right? My job right. is to understand, you know, what the business partners need and how to um, make our IT um, services or IT products give you what you need to deliver what, you know, your, your capability and your outcomes, your value. Um, and so uh, I think that is key. Check your ego. So, so the three things, just to recap real quick, is, you know, training um, and uh, definitely doing that maturity, um, you know, model assessment of, of your organization. And that's, you know, all the way around. Uh, sometimes you can tailor that to specific business partners. Um, but definitely, you know, doing that assessment is key and, and checking your ego. I think those three things um, will definitely uh, help you in building um, uh, building yourself to being a highly uh, successful BRM and really just value added to your organization. Awesome. That's a great uh, advice, uh, Amy. So to final thoughts, uh, what, is, what, do, what do you uh, would advise for aspiring BRMs who are just still not sure whether we went to venture into the BRMs or BRMs who are struggling all around the world, hoping that something uh, miracle happens, that they elevate their position to become more strategic partners. What would be your piece of advice uh, for the world of BRM? There, there is a place for you and your organization, um, I promise. <laughs> and like you said, all you need to do is, is find the gap, find that um, uh, the challenge area and apply what you've learned in your experience and your training, and you will be a value added outcome. Um, like I mentioned before, um, just sort of offering, try, why don't you try something new? What, what would it hurt, right? That, that quote I, I used with, um, you know, 75% of IT projects fail to deliver their original outcomes. Um, even if you start there, you'll right. find that a BRM can bring value. Um, and so uh, d don't despair. <laughs> there is a need for you. you. You just have to, like you mentioned, be proactive and, and find that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy, for uh, doing this um, episode with us. It's been such a delight to have you a part of it. I was just, I was just trying to tell that I was not, I was top 2021 BRM, but I'm thank you for congratulating me as well. But this is oh, been okay. a great journey so far uh, for what you have done. But I'm also very inspired that a lot of people will stay saying that, okay, I've been playing a role at, at level four. I don't know to start from beginning, but that just shows you how much passionate you are to make a difference. So we are all really inspired, Amy, uh, Mercer Cooper, for uh, driving this BRM. And I hope that this the BRM tribes grow well. And I hope, we hope to see you in Portland for our BRM Connect in yes. uh, the 10th anniversary at uh, Portland. Yes. So, uh, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for viewing this particular BRM uh, episode. We hope that it was useful for you. And we look forward to seeing you in our next episode of the BRM Brownback series. Thank you so much.